Hi everyone, welcome to Lola's Frugal Life. This is episode number 231. Today we're gonna be talking about 14 sinking funds you probably need. So please stick around for a few quick words from our sponsor and we'll get right into the show. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you wanna find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Are you in the mood to learn something new? Well, Skillshare is now offering one month free of Skillshare Premium. Unlock a passion, side hustle, or new professional skill with thousands of classes in design, business, and more. Start your one month free trial now by using the link within the podcast notes for this episode. There's no commitment and you can cancel at any time. So why not go ahead and learn a new skill that you have always wanted to have? So today I wanted to talk about um, some sinking funds that you might want to consider including in your budget. Um, 14, just there's nothing special about 14. It just happens to be the number that I thought of um, when I made my list and counted them up. So I happen to come up with 14 different ones that I think are probably my most important sinking funds that I have, and I think most people can relate to them. Um, I do have separate episodes, I think probably at least two, um, going into more detail on what sinking funds are and how to... Um, you know, figure out how much to save and all that type of information. But this one's just going to be more about some of the types of sinking funds. Um, But just to give you like a really quick um, high level, if you're not familiar with sinking funds, what a sinking fund is, is um, it's when you take an amount of money um, and you set it aside for a specific future purpose. So it's usually uh, an account that you would put money into um, weekly or biweekly so that when the expense occurs, you have money already set aside. And it's usually for expenses, um, for things that we know are gonna be coming, but they just don't occur on like a regular weekly or monthly schedule. And you don't wanna have to find yourself in a position to be pulling money from your emergency savings when these things occur, because they're not really emergencies, they're things that you know are gonna come, but if you don't properly plan for them, you could get caught off guard. So. What I love about sinking funds is that um, I really like to have like a budget that's kind of as close to as possible being the same every month. So by incorporating sinking funds, you're basically saving up a proportion of your monthly cost for those things that occur at certain times throughout the year every month so that you have the money available when that time comes. And you don't have to say, okay, well, I'm gonna need this much money in October when this renews, and I'm gonna need this much money in June when this happens. Like, I like to just try and kind of keep things even. So um, that's how sinking funds have really helped me, and I they've made such a huge impact on my budget like over the course of time. Um, So that's why I really like to share information about them. And um, I thought it might be a good idea just to kind of share some of the types of accounts you might want to consider setting up if you don't already have them. Okay, so the first one um, on the list is home repairs and maintenance. So if you own a home, you're likely to have had some type of repair or maintenance needed fairly recently. Having a sinking fund for home repairs and maintenance might cover things like replacement filters for your heating and cooling system, um, repair of an appliance, maybe getting a chimney cleaned, 
buying a new blade for the lawnmower or maybe supplies for the pool in the summer, any of those types of things that are home repair or maintenance related. I wouldn't say you would wanna include things in here like um, replacing an appliance or things like that. I feel like those are more like emergency fund type expenses. Um, this is just more for like your regular things that you know are gonna happen over time, but they're not really like emergencies. Um, like for example, the pool supplies. I never used to think to cover that because you don't think like pool supplies are gonna be too expensive. And then I'd go to the pool store and be like, holy, I can't believe how much I just spent on shock for the pool. Um, you don't like always necessarily remember how expensive those things are once several months passed, uh, passed from like when you purchase it. So it's good to have um, money set aside to cover those things as they come up. The next one is car maintenance. So unless you have a very new car, um, you're likely gonna have some type of maintenance cost each year, even if it's just for like your regular oil changes and tire rotation. Um, it's nice to have the money saved for those things. And then, you know, at some point you're gonna wind up needing new tires or, or a brake job or like other various little um, repairs or maintenance where they say, oh, you're at this much miles, you need to have this filter replaced or whatever, I don't know, <laughs> the different um, various things that come up. So. A car maintenance fund is um, is really great to have because you it's it just always stinks when you get hit with you know like oh great I just got a three hundred dollar three hundred dollar bill um, that I wasn't expecting this month and where am I going to pull the money from so car maintenance is a great sinking fund to have. The next one is medical copays and prescriptions. So this can be used to cover any um, copays you might have to pay when you go to a doctor visit. It can also cover um, copays on like prescriptions or if you have to purchase any over-the-counter medicine. Um, and I always estimate the cost um, of one emergency room visit per year when I come up with my amount that I need to save um, in this fund because with three kids, I found that we usually end up in the emergency room at least once during the year and this year did not fail us. I thought that the money I had set aside, I was gonna to get to wind up reallocating elsewhere at the end of the year um, due to not using it, but nope, we did end up in the emergency room. So if you have kids, or even if you don't, cause you never know. I mean, if your insurance requires a copay, mine does when we go to the emergency room and it's a lot, a lot more than a doctor copay. But um, you know, it doesn't even have to be kids that do things that end themselves up in the emergency room, but. It, it can be like I'm super allergic to poison ivy and my arm swelled up so bad that my doctor thought I was going to die <laughs> from it basically. Um, so he sent me to the emergency room. So you never know. So it's always good to maybe kind of add at least one emergency room visit if you have a copay um, to save that in your medical slash copay um, sinking fund. The next one is um, for any like annual or semi-annual insurance payments. Um, so this would be for any like auto, homeowners or renters insurance payments that are due um, annually or semi-annually. Um, often you get a little bit of a discount if you kind of don't opt for those monthly payments and you just pay like every six months or every year. Um, so by just putting the money aside each month, you'll get the discount, but you don't have to be worried about getting caught unprepared when that premium does become due. So that's always a good one to have. Um, the next one is for any annual subscriptions or fees that you pay. Um, this might be something uh, for any, any services you have that charge an annual, annual fee. Like for example, I have 
um, a, a sinking fund to cover my Amazon Prime um, subscription, my BJ's Wholesale Club membership, and my Costco membership. BJ's is might be kind of local because one of our listeners had asked me what BJ's was. It's, it's very similar to Costco if you don't have them in your area. Um, but they charge an annual membership fee just like Costco does. And I do have Amazon Prime. So I put aside just a small amount um, each week to cover those. They're not expensive fees. Like, I mean, not that they're not expensive, but they're like, it's like maybe like $100 a, a year or somewhere in that neighborhood. But if they, you know, when 100 bucks happens that you didn't have planned for, it's just like, oh, great. Now I got this 100 bucks and this other stuff happened. So to me, even though it seems like a relatively small amount that I'm putting aside each week, it's worth it because then when those come, I'm like, okay, I got the 100 bucks put aside already and I just, it gets paid and no, no impact to my current budget. So I do um, definitely do sinking funds even for things that might be like two or three dollars I'm putting aside a week because it's worth it when the, when the fee comes due and you have the money set aside. Okay, the next one is for pet food and supplies. So I know this might not um, relate to everybody, but a lot of us have pets. Um, my family has quite a few. We have two dogs, a cat, two guinea pigs, and a fish at our house. And then we also have two horses um, that are boarded at a farm that's nearby. So you could say we have quite a few pet expenses. And what happens is sometimes all of the pets end up needing to be restocked on food or supplies at the same time just by coincidence. And that can have a big impact on your budget for the week if you weren't prepared for that. So to me, even though like some people might consider pet food or supplies more of like a regular kind of occurring expense, the timing is sometimes doesn't line up good. So I prefer to have a sinking fund for this and I estimate how much I need um, per week to put aside. And then that way, when we do need to buy like cat food, dog food, and maybe like shavings for the guinea pig cage or whatever all at the same time, I just pull it from what's already been saved up and it doesn't like have a big impact on our budget for that week. And then I always um, include a little extra money in that account too, um, just in case I need to purchase something like a new dog bed or like a silly outfit for one of the dogs that my kids might convince me to buy, like usually during the holidays or something like that. So um, yeah, so it's just, it's good to have that um, money set aside already because of the timing of when those things can happen. The next one's related to, to pets too, but it's just um, vet bills. So again, with the pet expenses, but if you have pets, even if they don't have any health issues or injuries, you likely at least have an annual vet visit to get updated shots and a, like a regular checkup. And these can be expensive. So having the money put aside relieves the stress that you feel when they tell you what the amount is that's due. Um, it's, it's a much better feeling when they say it's however much it comes to, and you know you already had the money set aside. You know, you're just like, okay, that stinks, but I had the money put aside already, so I don't have to worry about it. And included with my um, vet bill sinking fund, I also do include um, an amount for like heartworm and flea and tick protection because I always purchase that like through the vet um, while I'm at that annual vet visit. Like I stock up on it, so I include that in my amount that I save up for the annual vet visit. Um, the next one is for birthday gifts. So this one is one of my favorites because it not only helps me with making sure I have enough set aside um, for the gifts that I want to give, but it also helps me make sure I don't miss any birthdays because when I set up the sinking fund, what I do is I list out 
each family member that we give a birthday gift to and they're sorted in order by their birth date. So like I write their birth date next to it and I write their name and then I write the dollar amount that we give them or that we you know use to, to buy a gift depending on the person. Um, and then that way each, like each time I purchase or send out a gift, I fill it in. Like I have like an actual column and then like a budget column for each sinking fund. So every time I send out a birthday card or buy a gift or whatever, I put it next to that person's name in like the actual spot. And then I could see as it kind of fills in and I can make sure I don't miss anyone. And I can also see who's coming up next. So it kind of serves like both purposes. So I really like having that one. And it's nice to know that you already have the money allocated for when different uh, birthdays come up during the year, especially when sometimes a lot of them will all hit at once. And um, that can be kind of hard to manage within your regular weekly budget. So I also do put money in um, this fund, like above and beyond just the gifts, like the specific people and gifts that I know I'm gonna purchase for. Um, And those extra dollars would include things for like, if maybe at work, they're having like a baby shower or a retirement party or something and, I'm, and I need to like chip in for a gift. Or uh, maybe sometimes one of our family members might invite us out to go out to dinner, like a birthday dinner for like a, a parent or something like that. So we always keep like some extra dollars in there, like um, allocating like some extra dollars to save in that fund for any of those types of things that might come up during the year where you might need to give an unexpected gift or maybe like go out to to dinner for someone's birthday or something like that. Okay, the next one is for um, Christmas or holidays, whatever you celebrate. Um, When you determine how much you need in the sinking fund though, um, you don't wanna include, you you don't wanna forget to include things that are not just specifically related to gifts. So um, often we purchase like special food or drinks, or we might attend events that have an admission fee. Um, You might need to buy gift wrap, cards, um, all that kind of stuff, like besides just the gifts themselves. Um, Those can all be included when you're determining how much to put into your sinking fund. Because I know um, in the past I used to just kind of budget for the gifts. And then I would be like, oh my gosh, I spent this much on gift wrap and this much on, you know, I don't know, buying special appetizers or snacks or something to do like a little event or like maybe I was going to make something for a party or um, take my kids to like a drive through display or you never know. There's a lot of other things that happen around the holidays. So adding in extra dollars for those is always nice. I also include in here, um, me and my daughters do Black Friday shopping. I'd hardly say we do shopping. We more just kind of go out and just go to a few stores to kind of see what's going on. Um, We don't even usually really buy that much because I do my shopping early anyway and whatever, either way. But we always go to breakfast at IHOP um, just as like part of our little tradition. So I include that in my um, holiday uh, fund, in my holiday sinking fund. That way I know when the time comes, I already have the money set aside for that. And I don't have to be like, oh, I really don't want to spend money on going out to breakfast. It's already saved for and it's nice. It's something that we always do. So, you know, any little things like that that happen around that time of year is, um, is good to include in that fund so that you don't have to have any stress by not having um, set aside money for those things. The next one is clothing. So um, I don't really buy clothing for myself too much um, because I kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't really need clothes that much. But anyway, you might need a new pair of shoes or some new socks or whatever. Most likely you're gonna to need to purchase some type of clothing. So depending on how often 
Um, you do buy clothing would determine, of course, how much or if you even need a uh, sinking fund for this. But what, where this has really been helpful to me is with my kids. So they know how much they get put in their clothing sinking fund each week. And I only spend on them for clothing um, what is in that, like up to the balance available in their sinking funds for clothes. So I have teenagers, so it's not like they're at that age where they're constantly needing new clothes. They're kind of already grown to their size. So when they need clothes, it's more just because they want something new or I don't know, whatever. Um, But they know how much money they have. So it works out really well because there was a point in time where one of my daughters was into like these ridiculously expensive sweatshirts. Like she'd buy a sweatshirt that, cause it had some little like logo on it or whatever. It'd be like 80 bucks for like a sweatshirt and you know, but she wanted it so bad and she wore it like all the time. It wasn't like she didn't wear it. But I said, well, you know, if you buy that sweatshirt, it means you're going to use up your whole, what, you know, like, I don't remember if it was like all of what was available or most of what was available or whatever. And then they got to make that decision, which I thought was really good for learning about money and kind of saying, okay, well, I really want this, but it means I'm not going to be able to get, you know, those like cute socks I want or whatever. Like it was kind of forcing them to make a decision on how to allocate that money that they had for clothing. And they ask me all the time, like, how much do I have in my clothing budget? And that's kind of how they decide, like, you know, if they're going to get something or what they're going to get. So it's worked out really well for that. Um, Okay, the next one I have is school supplies. So this can be used for um, the the regular, like, back-to-school stuff. And and if you don't have um, kids or you don't have school-age kids... This can be even for just for like general office supplies. I know occasionally like for the house, we might need to buy like some notepads or some printer paper or new pens or whatever. So it doesn't have to specifically be school supplies, um, but we generally use it for, um, you know, the, the beginning of the year notebooks and binders and pens and pencils and all that type of stuff. But then it's also available for maybe if something comes up for a school project or whatever. You never know like what else is going to come up throughout the year. And even like for yourself, you know, maybe you need to buy like um, printer ink. You might need to buy, um, like I said, printer paper or pencils or whatever. So it could be kind of like school supplies slash office supply type thing. But it's, it's good to have a little bit set aside for those things. The next one is takeout food. So I'm sure most of you know I'm really big on meal planning and cooking at home. However, we all have those days when we literally run out of time to be able to cook a meal. So it's nice to know that there's a little bit of money set aside to order takeout when needed so that you don't have to feel bad about it. And if you have one of those really crazy days where you're not even home long enough to cook or you're going to get home way too late or whatever it is, you can say, okay, this is one of the days I'm going to use a little bit of that money. We're going to order pizza and not have to worry about it. The next one is family fun. So I love this inking fun because it allows me to do little things without having to worry about impacting my current weekly budget. So for example, if maybe I'm out for the day and my kids want to get a drink from Starbucks, I would use the money from this fun. Or maybe we're out and they see like a board game or a puzzle they'd like to get. Um, or maybe we're somewhere and there's like a small admission fee to do something, whatever it might be. Um, it's not anything extravagant. It's just for like fun little things here and there um, to do with the family. 
And then the last one I have on here is for vacations. So this can be used up, uh, not used up, this can be used to save up um, for a planned vacation, you know, if you have a specific budget in a place that you're going to go, or you can even just have the fun for just like general travel. Um, if you don't have anything specific planned, it's still nice to put aside some money for vacations, or you can even use it for like a weekend getaway or even just a day trip to somewhere local. It's just kind of a little bit of money to do like a vacation day, even if it's not for like a whole long, like weeks long vacation. So those are the ones that I thought of um, that are really beneficial to my family. Um, I do track each one kind of like its own budget, sort of. Like I list out every amount that I expect to spend. And then as I spend them, I like put the actual in so I can see how I did. That way, if I need to adjust it for the next year or even for the, the rest of the year going forward, I can tweak it. So it takes time to get these um, really to exactly where they need to be, like to know like exactly how much you need to be putting aside because things come up that you didn't think of and then you just tweak it. So I, I, I just find them so helpful. So that's why I always want to share about the sinking funds because I never was able to stay on budget until I figured out all the sinking funds that I needed because I'd always have something that would come up during the week that I knew would be coming, but I just didn't think of it. And I figured, oh, well, I'll have the money when that happens. And then, of course, several things would happen at once and it would just always mess me up. And I just think that using sinking funds makes it so much easier to budget for these type of expenses and know that you have the money set aside. So I would consider giving this a try if you're not already using them or even maybe create a new one that you might need but don't currently have. So if you don't have any sinking funds yet, maybe just pick like one to set up for an expense category that most often causes you to go over budget. And just, just start with one. Figure out how much you think you're going to spend over the course of the year. Kind of list out whatever falls into that um, category and come up with like a weekly or monthly amount and just start saving for it. And don't worry too much if you're not, you know, getting the exact amount right. Just start saving what you think. And over time, if you're tracking it, you'll see what the actual costs were and you'll get a much better idea. It's, it's a work in progress. It takes time um, to kind of get them exactly where you want them to be, but it's so worth it. So if you don't have one, start one. And if you do already do sinking funds, maybe think if, if there's another one that you could add that would really help you out. So that's it for today. I hope this was a helpful episode. Um, don't forget you can email me with any questions or suggestions at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. You can find the blog posts for each of my episodes on my website at lolasfrugallife.com. You can also join our private listeners group at facebook.com slash groups slash lolasfrugallife. And if you enjoy this show, please Please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen from. And if you can take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast, that would be so helpful to me. Um, that is how the show gets found by other listeners, by the ratings and reviews that I get. And I'm really trying hard to grow the show. So if you could leave me a rating and review, it would be so appreciated. And again, thank you to the um, couple of you that have done that recently. It's I got a couple really nice reviews, made my day, and um, it's just really nice. It's nice for me to see them too. Like, of course, it makes me happy when I get a good review, but also um, the other benefit is that it will help me grow the show. 
So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a really awesome day.